in a world full of film and TV news. This just in. Breaking news for you now. Gotta interrupt you here. We have some breaking news. Some breaking news. To another story that is breaking overnight. Three men have joined forces to bring you the Hello and welcome to the Weekly Cut Podcast, the place where two lads bring you the latest news and reviews in TV and film. Go check us out on Twitter at Weekly Cut, a huge giveaway coming at 10k. If you're a lovely human being, plug away, please go and leave us a review on your podcast app. I don't care what it is. Yeah. It helps us out massively and Connor will give you cash. Whatever you want. <laughs> whatever amount. Just message. Uh, this week's episode, I'll just introduce that lovely young man in a second. You know who he is. But this episode, we've got coming up a tribute to a passing legend. We are starting off with that, and it's going to get a little bit sad. Yeah. Uh, but a passing legend, we're just going to have a little chat about that. Harrison Ford joins the MCU officially. Colin Farrell gives an update on the Batman spin-off series. And She-Hulk finale, Halloween Ends, has hit our screens breakdown and thoughts to come uh hopefully you're not massive fans and you enjoyed it because i think it's got to get a bit lively uh anyway connor t you're here i'm here as always hi you yeah. are always here yeah, this is your house it's so my home. Yeah, fair enough my name's brad uh we're the two co-hosts we're the two nerds yeah to take you for the journey uh obviously as usual if you have listened to us before we like to warm up with a little quick game uh and here we go friends don't lie but he's not my friend and i do lie so i'm gonna tell you connor a film and a year it won the best picture at the oscars okay obviously one of the the four films did all win best picture but i have lied about one of the years one of them won it fine so here they are the gladiator wins best picture at the 2001 oscars Mm -hmm. lord of the rings return of the king wins best picture in 2004 Mm-hmm. The Departed wins Best Picture in 2009, and Titanic wins Best Picture in 1998. Sorry, did you mean The Departed? The Departed. The Departed. Yeah, the Departed. Sorry, I got a bit confused. That was a nice Boston accent. Yeah, cheers, Do I sound okay? I'm at a bit of a... Do I sound alright? Yeah, you sound fine. I sound alright. Yeah. I've got headphones in, so... Yeah, lovely. Not sure why I've asked you that. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, those Ooh. are the four. If you're playing along, as I said, one of those years is a fucking lie. I'm lying to everyone. I think Gladiator is correct. Okay. I've got a feeling that's correct. Let me, make, let me make this interesting. You're right. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, three, yeah. three more. Titanic '98. I think that's correct. I do. I'm think not saying anything. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, the Departed. The Departed. That's the one. Fucking. Let me just mm. let me just open this can. Did you say 2009. I said 2009. Yes. Oh, Leo was young. Leo was. Young. You forget how long ago 2009 was. Yeah. In my head, 2009 was like five years ago. 2009 was 13 years ago. Oh, blimey. Anyway, The Departed. Yeah, I'm going for The Departed. You're going for The Departed? Yeah. yeah. And you're correct! Yeah, oh my God! To be fair, you're like two for two on these now, so yeah. yeah. Have we got a soundbite just to say, uh, never mind. Yeah. You are like Papa! You're like Papa. <laughs> you're like Papa. <laughs> Fresh. Okay, so we're warmed up, and now it's time for news, news, news. How about that Wrexham, huh? <laughs> That's on my screens. Ooh, yeah, okay. damn right. Uh, okay. Let's just... No real jokes here. Actually, yeah, jokes. Because Robbie Coltrane, that was his legacy he's yeah. left behind. So um, just some terrible news up top to mention. Robbie Coltrane, most known for his iconic role as Rubius Hagrid in the Harry Potter franchise, has sadly passed away at the age of 72. That's no age to me. 
personally. No, it's not. Um, I don't know. I know he was a big bloke, but it's sad. So, Connor, just sort of, you messaged me this. Yeah, I did. You ruined my day. I'm sorry. I joked about that, but you did ruin my day. Um, and what did, we, I know you was a fan of his, but what did he mean to you in terms of anything from Harry Potter? Or? See, I didn't know him in anything else other than Harry Potter. I know he's in James Bond and a few other bits and bobs, massive bits as well. Yeah. Um, but Harry Potter, he was, when you think of Harry Potter, you think of the three amigos, yeah. Dumbledore, and Hagrid. Yeah. That's the five. So he maybe, maybe a bit of Snape in there. Snape yeah, in there. Snape, but yeah, yeah, Hagrid is so core to the good guys. Yeah, and it's like it's like a part of your childhood. Yeah. Guide. It's, it was really tough to take. And I, th- I don't know if I said this to you or I said it to uh, and this this is a segue onto a clip that we're gonna play from the reunion in a second. But I don't know if I said this to you, but I find it weird. I said it to Jade that our kids because me me and Connor we absolutely adore Harry Potter, correct? Yep. Yeah. Well, I think you agree with me that it's our favourite franchise in history of cinema. Absolutely. Correct, thank yeah. you. Um, I just think it's mad that our kids are going to watch this. Yeah. And so Hagrid is not going anywhere. Like, it's mad that his legacy is so big that the Harry, because Harry Potter films around Christmas time, whenever, will be watched and he will just never die. He's immortalised. He's immortalised. Yeah. So, and we've got a clip from the reunion, um, Harry Potter reunion here now, and it just hits that little bit harder. Have a listen to this. The legacy of the movies is that my children's generation will show them to their children. So you could be watching it in 50 years' time. Easy. I'll not be here, sadly. But <laughs> Don't you think on it for one minute. But Hagrid will. Yes. I've got goosebumps. Cool, I've got a little bit teary yeah, as well. Um, I remember watching that. I remember you broke the news to me and I said to you straight away, I instantly thought of that scene in yeah. the reunion. But yeah, just just really sad times. We won't stay on it too much longer. Um, I can't wait to watch Harry Potter again. It's nearly Christmas, so yeah. we always do that in the Scott household. Uh, anyway, let's move on to some exciting news for Connor, and that is sarcasm. Um, <laughs> Harrison Ford, it's been floating around for a while in terms of rumours. I think it was uh, in fairness to Jeff Schneider over at the Diz Insider, I think it was, broke the news a while ago. But it's officially confirmed Harrison Ford will replace the late William Hurt as General Thunderbolt Ross in 2024's Captain America, The New World Order, as well as the Thunderbolts movie, of course. Yeah. Um, straight away, Con, initial thoughts. I've said it before. I said it on the podcast before. This is a stinky move. And I'll tell you why. The man doesn't care. He's 80 years old. By the time his film comes out, it'll be 82. Yeah. Um, the reports are some multi-deal. Well, I mean, that's two films minimum because Captain America First um, World Order, that's his first appearance. Yeah. Then you have the Thunderbolts movie, which of course, which is, uh, I think, two films after in Phase in phase 5. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's there, mate. He's an old man. He's an old man. In Star Wars, he didn't care anymore. That's evident. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones, you can tell he just doesn't really care anymore. And you're, signing, you're bringing him to a massive franchise. Massive mm. franchise. The biggest... In terms of money of all time. Yeah. And you're saying go be quite a, a hefty character, especially coming up. Yeah. Agreed. And, uh, he's a good actor, Harrison Ford. Of course he is. Of course I, I, he do, is. I do like him, but he just doesn't care anymore. And I think this is the wrong move. No, I completely agree. Uh, in terms of the, the caring, I have to agree with you, Con. Um, I'm just going to, I just think it's hilarious. I feel sorry for the poor interviewers when this film comes about. I say I feel sorry for it. I think it's going to make for some brilliant clips. So let's do a bit of role play, Con. Yeah, let's do it. I'm Harrison Ford. You're an interviewer. Yeah. 
Ask me a question. Uh, okay. Hi, Harrison. How are you? I'm good. Whatever. Yeah, good. Um, you excited? No. Didn't think so. Uh, one question for you. Are we going to see Red Hulk? What the fuck are you asking me that? I just want money. <laughs> I don't care what you're talking about. And then Storm's out. Yep. Spot yeah. on. Uh, so that to me, I know, I know what you're saying. Obviously, that's, we're just having some fun here. And, but I just, yeah, I don't get that sense that he will care enough to make this a great part. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say, it ter- it seems we're t- going to talk She-Hulk a little bit later, of course. That seems to be setting up a World War Hulks type thing yep. where Red Hulk is um, sort of prominent. So it just, it is a big role f- at the minute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, does he care enough? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you might prove me wrong, yeah. but I think get someone a, bit, a little bit younger, not being ageist here, <laughs> but he's 80 years old. Yes. Get someone a bit younger in who could do the job as well and it'll be perfect. Yeah, I, mean, cares, wants it. I don't read the comics. I'm, is is Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross eighty two years old? I don't know. Maybe he is. I don't. I don't yeah. know. But that seems that seems old, man. Spit. Spit uh, anyway, well, I mean that that's Connor's fault. I think I agree with him there. I guess we'll see in twenty twenty four. I guess we will. Uh, okay, so moving on to some other MCU uh, casting. This is a rumor, but apparently a lot of ins- well, not apparently a lot of insiders I've seen that I tend to trust are saying it's true. Sasha Barra Cohen, mm. Ali G, that's right. Yeah, in the house. Is in the house. Uh, is going to play Mephisto. No way. In the MCU, in the upcoming Ironheart Disney Plus series. Um, it's, it's just a crazy rumor. For two things first. Um, I, I know Ironheart is said to be mystical. Do you remember? And I think, you know, the, the Red Hood, not Red Hood, the Hood, the villain. Yeah. Um, he, I think he's quite mystical in, in terms of his powers. As a wizard man. Yeah, it? that's it. I think he's, yeah. he's known to be like a Doctor Strange-ish thing. Um, so, but yeah, if it's I just think that's fucking weird in Ironheart. That is weird. Yeah. So, just so I'm not mistaken, Ironheart is a, the Iron Man's young little... Riri Williams, who we will see in yeah. Black Panther Wakanda forever. That's, um, that's odd. This, I mean, this is strange to me. This is, this Mephisto's like basically the a devil in, in Marvel canon. Yeah. Um, what the fuck is he doing here? Does he give the hood to this hood? <laughs> maybe, maybe he just pops up. But, but, okay, so let's focus. We ain't going to know this, but um, so Sasha Baron Cohen, what does that mean to you? Excellent work. Yeah, I like that. I, <laughs> love, I love Sasha Baron Cohen. He's a fantastic actor, fantastic man as well. Yep. You know, he's really well educated. He went to Oxford or Cambridge. You told me this before. Yeah, I think it was Cambridge or Oxford. He went to one or two and he plays LG. He's so clever. Yeah. And I think he's fantastic. Yeah, I think he'd I, I fit do. that. I Perfect. Do. Yeah. But just obviously playing the, he'd just be a, a mortalized on earth, roaming around, probably in a suit yep. as Mephisto. Um, but anyway, yeah, I just thought I'd mention that because if it comes true, I mean, we'll guess we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but anything more to say on Sasha? Good man. Good man. Who's Good his story. wife? His wife is someone famous. Is she now? Yeah. Google it. I've got to find Google it. it. I've got to find it. Um, yeah. I just, just, just stand on that for a second with Ironheart. I guess I, that series to me is so up in the air. I am really excited. Have you got it? Sorry. Uh, Fresh. Getting there. Um, Isla Fisher. And who is, can I see a face? I'm really good at faces. I don't think she is famous. Oh my God, yeah. She is famous, um, yeah. She is. Have you seen Wedding Crashers? Yes. So she's the little redhead that falls in love with Vince Vaughn's character. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she is. you yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah. She's in, she is in quite a few things in fairness. Yeah, fair. Um, yeah, okay. Well um, but yeah, so uh, I guess, like I say, I guess we'll see on that one. Ironheart series up in the air on whether that's going to be... Let's wait to see what she's like in Black Panther. Yeah. But could, she seems a cool little actress. Could it be a special or could it be a series? I hope so. 
special. I hope it's a special. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, right, let's move on. We've got next a bit of Batman news. Um, Colin Farrell, I think he was doing interviews for his new movie, um, and he basically was asked about The Penguin, and this just sounds great. So basically, the script's done. It's looking to film, uh, I think, early next year. Yeah. And he said he's read the script. It's blown his mind away, oh. apparently. Um, and it starts with, it's a week after the Batman ends. Oh, brilliant. Um, yeah. And it opens up, the first scene, it opens up with his feet splashing around with water in Falcone's office. Um, that's great. Obviously, it sounds brilliant. Yeah. I just want to ask you, Con, are you excited to get back to Matt Reeves' Batman-verse? I am. We had a chat the other day about... We have uh, many chats. When we were editing the Blade clip, you know, your favourite scene of mm. all time. Um, and I admitted I've watched the film once. I've got to Madness. rewatch it again. That's mad, isn't it? Yes, I am excited to get back. Okay, you're gonna. You should watch that again. Yeah, I, I, I know you. You obviously loved it anyway. But yeah, we were talking, having a quick chat about intros. Yeah, that could be a funny little segment to do about uh, yeah. superhero intros and what we mean by that. So the first in a film when they're first brought on screen, um, we were we run a, a clip on our Twitter at Weekly Cut. Yes, go see it. Um, about the new Blade uh, movie, hunting for a new director. But we did throw the Wesley Snipes intro from Blade One in there. And it's so cool. I asked if it was a bit much, didn't I? You questioned. Yeah, I did. I think you said a lot of death. It is a lot of death. A lot of death. Yeah. Uh, so cool. Uh, and the Batman in, obviously, last year was such a cool intro in terms of the shadow scene. But yeah, um, so excited to get back to Matt Reeves. I am, yeah. And I think this series, DC can do series well. Yes. So I think this will work fantastic. Well, coming off the back of Peacemaker, I thought that was great. Yeah. And this feels like, because we are probably not going to get the Batman until maybe... 2025, 26, late, I would have thought yeah. before then. But So this could be a nice little stop-off in Gotham to get us to yeah. the Batman sequel. So, yeah, excited for that. Uh, and do you know what, Connor? I think it's time we jump into She-Hulk. Oh, let's go. Uh, do you want to sit in your famous <laughs> legs cross, or are you happy? I'm going to leg cross, actually. Yeah. Leg cross, fine. Okay. Crossed. So the She-Hulk finale hit Disney Plus on Thursday, and this is the last TV project from the divisive Phase 4. The series sits at 87% on Rotten Tomatoes critic score, 35% audience score. Very divisive. I was about to, can you see the shock on my face? I, can see, yeah. I can't believe that. That was the first time I've heard that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so let's jump into our breakdown and thoughts. So we're just going to go through a bit of a play by play. Connor, stop me wherever you want. Yep. We can have a chat. I've got some talking points. Um, but so. In last week's episode, She-Hulk lost her shit. Mm. She lost the temper in front of the world and was jailed for it. I have no idea how long it was she was in jail for. I think it was about 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, did you like to see her hulking out, first of all? I did. You did? Yeah, I did. I've been waiting to see a Hulk hulk out for, yes. what, since yeah. Avengers, which one? Can't remember. Mm-hmm. We've, been, we've been crying out for it. Not as much hulking as I'd like, mm. but she hulks out. Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. I'm one of the viewers yep. on our Twitter or uh, that's found stumbled across this and hates me and you. And they yeah, say, yeah, but yeah. that's not Jennifer Waters. She doesn't hulk out like Bruce. What do you say back to this this person that's just called you out for not getting enough hulking out for Jennifer? I say, have you watched the series? <laughs> have you enjoyed it so far? If you have, then fine. But I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, I've watched it and it's fucking boring. <laughs> so give me something. That's what I'd say. Right, okay. There is, by the way, there is some good bits in this. We're going to get onto it. Um, it's just in terms of how the, the, the series went, we're going to break that down and, and why maybe it is divisive and mm. why maybe they could have done better, but also what they did land on. Um, and his name is Daredevil. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, 
we move on. Whilst in her cell, which was basically a cell the same as um, Emil Blonsky's Abomination, right? Yeah. It's sort of the same thing. Yeah. Um, she was having a dream, uh, and the entire style of the dream was done in the 1970s classic, 1980s uh, Billy Baxby, uh, Bixby sorry, series, where Bixby played David Banner and Lou Ferrigno was the Hulk. Now, Connor, in that series, you're going to love this. Go on. In that series, I don't know if you watched it. No. It is it is fantastic. I've seen clips of it. I watched it with my dad when I was younger. I watched about five years ago. I rewatched it. Um, it is very iconic. Yeah. Um, one of those throat gets thrown into the dark, comes out as Lou Frigno. It's brilliant. Uh, anyway, he's called David Banner in that, not oh. Bruce Banner. Do you want to hazard a guess as to why they changed the name? Um, maybe because you're never going to get it. David Banner's a hip hop artist in the U- US. Is that true? It is true. Wow. David Banner. I'll Google that after. <laughs> Connor, this is true from Lou Ferrigno himself in a interview. Go on. They changed the name from Bruce Banner to David Banner, and this is not my words, so don't come at the weekly cut, as Bruce Banner appeared to gay. No way. No way. That's factual. What on earth? So they said, make him, call him David. I think David might be his middle name in the comics. Bruce David Banner. Yeah. So they said, no, we're not calling him Bruce. Call him David. Call him David. What's the the most obvious man name? David? Yeah. Uh, Not not Chad, not uh, (laughs) Troy. No, David. David. Okay. No colours. Yeah, I just think... Clothes, by the way, I meant. Yeah, yeah, colouring clothes. Um, Yeah, so, Connor, that is true. So, feel free to Google that, people. I Googled it it to make sure that was correct. Uh, Okay. The sequence ended... With Jennifer waking up with the text, the savage She-Hulk. Uh, what did you think of that opening? Because you, you just admitted you hadn't seen the Billy Back Bixby, Bixby, Billy Bixby series. But did you like that sort of play on it? The, the opening. Joe, you know I did. You did. Yeah, and I liked the voiceover because the voiceover was going through it yes. over, wasn't yeah. it? And I thought that was really cool. So that reminded me of what? Uh, it took me back to lockdown, one division days. And that's why I went. Oh, back I didn't to. think of that. That's a good yeah. yeah. And I really enjoyed it. I mean, One Division. I've got my gripes with it. Yeah, I did quite like that style, and it was different to what we've had the whole series. Yeah, which we'll get onto as well yeah. later on. And I did. I did quite I, enjoy that. I actually really like One Division. In to- after time, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of One Division. I'm not yeah. saying I'm a massive fan now, but I genuinely have grown to appreciate it a little bit more. Yeah. But that's a story for another day because we are going to do a bit of a ranking a little bit later in terms of our favourite Disney Plus series and what we didn't like. Mm-hmm. But maybe another episode will deep dive into Phase 4, 8 MCU yeah. series. But a little bit of a fun fact for you. Also, the, the bodybuilder, I think, looked better than the CGI. Yes. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I said this before when I saw the, the trailer. I don't know. I know... You, the tricky thing is Jennifer Waters has to act. Yeah. So it is hard to find a massive, because there is a woman on set who is the body stunt double. And I think she's about six foot five, big oh, okay. woman who gets painted in green sometime. Yeah. Um, but she is good at actor. It's tricky. But yeah, did you think it looked great? I think it looked really good. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised that some people didn't think it was, didn't realise it was a man. I, well played. I had that down. Did you really? To say it's a dude. Yeah. So that in just in that you know old throwback to Billy Bixie's series, that's a dude playing She-Hulk there. Yeah. 
Uh, it's all over Twitter. You can find him. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he sort of done a, a tweet behind the scenes. But yeah, nice, Connor. Yeah, man you've been, pal, you've man been looking up. Man pal. Man Okay, moving on. Jennifer, it's a bit of a chunky bit, but I'm going to get this out of the way. Jennifer is allowed to go, but only if she transform, if she never transforms into She-Hulk again. She's given the inhibitor as Abomination was earlier episodes. After she got out of jail, Jennifer was fired. She was completely defamed on television and moved back in with mum and dad. Whilst at home, Jennifer investigates Intelligentsia, but hits a dead end. Nikki, however, uploads a video on Intelligentsia of Jennifer twerking. She's got moves, in fairness. She's got moves. She has got moves. Cheeky little thong. Cheeky little thong showing yeah. up. Yeah, baller. Um, and uh, Jennifer twerking to bait and get invited into the inner circle. This works almost instantly, by the way. <laughs> yeah. That site is getting monitored. Seconds. Seconds. Yeah. By the... Her whole king, the founder as well, yeah. which will come on to who that is. So Nikki recruits Pug as a man to go to the secret meeting because they, they call him bro. Uh, so how are you at this point, Con, of the episode? Do you sort of know where it's going? Are you bored? What are you feeling? I have no idea where it's going at this point. <laughs> I I don't know what I thought. I thought maybe that there'd be a big... I thought there'd be a big battle at the end. Yeah. I didn't know who with. I had no idea who it would be with. Maybe just be like a, a crime bus or something. Honestly, no idea. No I'm idea. waffling now because I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. I completely understand. I was yeah. the same. I didn't know what it was going, obviously heading to. Um, but anyway, they escape the horror that is Jennifer's life. Right now, she decides to pack up, head off to Emil Blonsky's retreat, as she was told to come at any time in previous episodes by him. When she was there, she was welcomed by the people and asked, where, where is Emil? She was told that Emil was at a private event at the lodge cabin down the road um, where he's the main speaker. Jennifer heads down to the lodge cabin because she's a nosy parker and decides <laughs> to see what's going on. Turns out it's an intelligentsia event that Pug and Nikki are at to discover who exactly is the hulking. It's Todd, the creepy date guy, who is the actual founder. He is a creep. He is a creep. Um, then... Just just to end off my bit here, Todd injects himself with She-Hulk blood. Abomination jumps in. Along comes uh, who's who's um, Jamil Jamal's Titania saying, comes yeah. in. Yep. Uh, Bruce Banner drops in out of the roof. Chaos ensues, and then she doesn't just break the fourth wall, Jennifer. She absolutely shatters it. Yeah. Uh, so Connor, I'm going to throw this over to you now. What happened here? Yeah, I wish I had the Stone Cold theme because that smash <laughs> was what happened. Now, Jennifer Walters turns into the viewer. She turns into us. What the fuck is going on? Yes. She don't know. We don't know. So the screen goes back to the Disney Plus mm-hmm. thing. And I watch this on my phone because I watch it on the way home from work. And I actually tap it. They fooled me. You got me. You thought that it had broke yeah. or it jumped back out? Okay. Yeah, you got me. Um, and then she smashes through the, the home screen. And into what's the series she jumps into? Because all all the films are there on mm. the Disney page. I think it was like a Shang Chi, yeah, assembled thing or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, and she goes to the Marvel Studios headquarters yeah, yeah. in um, LA. I, I like seeing the Disney buildings. I won't lie to you. Yes, yeah. But she's walking past the Disney yeah. buildings, walking past yeah. everything, um, and she needs to speak to the writers. Ask the writers what the hell is going on. Yeah. What did the writers say? Uh, they they sort of after before threatening to kill her one of them because they yeah. say you do not get to Kevin I will kill you <laughs> I will kill for Kevin um, they basically just say that's that's just that's how Marvel is supposed to go yeah it's supposed to end up with 
sort of a fight, CGI, I don't know, CGI fight at the end, male protagonist comes to save the day, etc. I basically just say, look, that's how it goes. Yeah. And she is not having that. I don't worry, she gets to Kevin. Is it Kevin? No, <laughs> it's K-E-V-I-N. Yes. And all, like, an AI machine yeah. who seems to be the creator of all Marvel yeah. films. Now, I'm very torn at this part because she's discussing with Kevin what's going on, why have we done this, uh, why is Hulk back, why is Abomination Hulk fighting, why is Titania back, yeah. why are we doing... She's just us. Yeah, Literally 100%. Us. Um, and Kevin just explains that's just the way it is, blah, blah, blah. Changes a few bits, mind. Yeah. Um, but I'm very torn at this part because I absolutely adore her acting. I think she's a fantastic actor. One of my favourite sort of... I've got a few good points out of this series. Uh, apologies for, if I get the name wrong, but Tatiana Mislani, mm. fantastic actress. She's yeah. so charming and she's yeah. brilliant, I agree. So good. And that I think that's what makes this scene. I, I, I think yeah. I enjoyed it. Okay. I think I enjoyed it. Okay, so this is my... Let's stay on that, actually, for a second. Before mm. we get into the good, the bag, the ugly of She-Hulk as the finale in series, etc. Um, it's crazy how self-aware they were. Yeah. And I found it a little bit on the line at some points. Mm-hmm. Um, the CGI mentioned. So there's a bit where they say, that can you go back to Gen Waters' form because we're finding She-Hulk hard to render. So they're basically just saying, fair enough, the CGI was a bit wonky this series. Yeah. Um, and then they say that their VFX artists are having to go onto another project and the little Black Panther tune comes in, which is the fucking greatest tune ever, by yeah. the way. Um, like, bearing in mind, that's been a touchy subject for months about Marvel VFX workers being overworked and being horribly treated. That felt on the line to yeah, make a, a joke about VFX workers. That's true. That's a bit naughty. Within yeah. Marvel. Did you not get that? I didn't clock that. I, I didn't make that link at all. When I when they said that, I don't know if I've misinterpreted the joke and maybe it was meant in someone else, but I was like, maybe maybe you should have cut that bit out when, when all the sort of reports about how bad Marvel treats their VFX workers. Yeah. Maybe skip that joke. Uh, but anyway, um, also I found it really good how... The room. Do you remember Matrix? How it gets through to the end in Matrix? It's the, it's the architect. Yeah. Um, and it's an AI, the architect, just like Kevin. The screen. It was definitely a nod to Matrix. It was so obvious. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought that was brilliant. I liked I it. I did really. Yeah, like I liked that. it. Um, but yeah, I guess my question. Let's get on to the sort of. Uh, actually, no. Ending barbecue. Fast and Furious. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah let's yeah, talk yeah. about that. Then we're going to get on to the good, the bad, the ugly. So uh, I found it hilarious that it was a Fast and Furious style barbecue to end Jennifer Waters' family, yep. Matt Murdock's there, etc. Uh, then Hulk shows up, Con. Do you just want to... Yeah, so Hulk shows up in a Hawaiian shirt, I might add. <laughs> Always. So where's he been? Um, Sakaar. Sakaar. So he's been to Sakaar, which was like, we've seen Sakaar. In Thor Ragnarok, if you don't remember. Yeah. yeah. Where's he buying a Hawaiian shirt for one? That's what I'll ask. And um, he's back in a Hawaiian shirt and he says, oh, everybody, I've got someone I'd like you to meet. It's his son, Scar. Now, I've never seen Scar before. I'm, I'm not a big reader of the comics or whatnot. So for me, it just looked like a, another Hulk. Dude. It was poor. It was poor. Oh, I don't know what was going on. I mean, if you're saying it's poor, yeah. uh, I, I've uh, from uh, Hulk, the Agents of Smash, lo- a f- uh, quite a few animation things I've watched. Um, Scar is a very, a very, very cool character. Um, not, not to go into it too deeply, but think Connor of a Predator-style mm. massive sort of Hulk that's about swords, primate. He sort of hasn't got, um, he hasn't got sort of, you know, 
human sort of characteristics and stuff. He, he just is a animal. Yeah. And he's really, really primal, long hair, etc. Um, so to see fans to see Scar like this was a shock. And what is that hairline? He looked like a barista. Yeah. Like his name should have been like Daryl or Todd or something. Just the most unmenacing yeah, thing ever. Yeah, uh, I mean, I just thought that was absolutely insane. Yeah, really bad. But it does mean Jennifer in Breaking the Fourth Wall mentions save that for the movie. Yeah. We then see these two show up at the Fast and Furious barbecue. Go check out on Twitter. I can't remember who tweeted it. It's everywhere though. Someone done an edit merging Fast and Furious with um, oh. She-Hulk. It is brilliant I'll please bet. go watch it um but yeah so hulk movie scene it's confirmed now we're getting a solo hulk movie happy happy days happy i say days. happy days yep change that scarlet <laughs> yeah, yeah. immediately change that yeah uh i think uh just just to stay on it for a second for people that don't know connor is aware we've spoken about it before um but planet hulk and world war hulk are major stories in the comics uh, there's even a 2010 film which i've seen i think about 19 times because i love it yep. it's called planet hulk really good um in terms of an animated movie but ragnarok thor ragnarok was pretty much a different version of planet hulk okay so i think we will just go move straight on to world war hulk yeah and there's also a comic i think called world war hulks which is different where basically red hulk a woman uh red she hulk sorry is in it um leader the leader is sort of the the villain on the other side that's going yeah. against we know the leader's coming in Captain America, New World Order. I think it's this is set up um, World War Hulks. I think it's yeah. it's 100% happening. Um, so, yeah, as Connor said, change the fucking scar look, please. Immediately. Uh, but yeah, you're excited though, right? I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so let's just do final thoughts then, Con. The good, the bad. Uh, what, what worked this series and this finale? What didn't work? What did they miss the boat on? Um, yeah, things like that really. Uh, what worked? I say three things worked immediately. I can think of the top of my head. Um, Jennifer Waters. I think that's the biggest takeaway from this series yeah, in I'm terms of the actress. The you actress, mean? Sorry, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, I can't remember her name. Tatiana Mislani, I think her yeah. name is. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Really, really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, breaking the fourth wall. I enjoyed that. Yep. I said before this series, I said. The person who breaks a full fall must be able to do it because it's a tough skill to do. 100% really tough. She's probably the best person to yeah. do it. Yeah. So, better, better than Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say I think so. Yeah. She's natural with it. Yeah. Um, And Matt Murdock. Because when he was in it, because the episodes he was in it, which was one episode. The penultimate, penultimate episode yeah, was brilliant. Yeah. the best episode of the whole series. Agreed. So uh, we've got him back now. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. What do they miss the boat on? Not enough action. Mm-hmm. Um, Nothing happened. No, no, I, I'm quite disappointed with the legal aspect. Yeah. You just mentioned the Matt Murdock, Daredevil, that penultimate episode, we had a really good court case. Yeah. And it was really good to see them in court doing, sort of speaking to the judge. I found that brilliant, but we yeah. didn't really get a a good one anyway. No, we've got two bit cases, yeah. which is just boring. Really boring. Yeah, no one found them funny. It's just Okay, so comedy aspect, you just said funny. What about the series as a comedy? Mm. The series as found- a whole. It was charming, right? Yeah, in places, yeah. it didn't work as a. I won't call it a comedy. She Agreed. was funny. And she was charming. Um, Tati, what, Tatiana's name? It's Tati, Tatiana Masliani. Masliani, something. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was funny. Yeah, I'll take her. And but as a whole, the series as a whole, not funny at all. The jokes uh, didn't land. I think. I think you're bang on. Yeah, unfortunately, just our opinion, of course. Um, look, I think studios should always be commended 
on trying new things. You're a big advocate for that, bigger yeah. than me, actually. Yeah. But um, I, because I'm a sucker that falls straight back into the old tropes and find it brilliant because I'm a loser. Um, <laughs> but I do commend studios for trying new things and they should be commended. But I don't really think this worked. No. In looks like in our opinion, not just mine. Um, I did really like Daredevil. I think everyone was worried how they was going to transfer the Netflix over to Disney and in, in sort of integrate him into the MCU. Yes, he was corny. Yeah. But I think it worked. I do, yeah. I yeah, think I think it worked. It worked. Um, as we said, Tatiana Mislani, she's brilliant. Sign her up multiple deal, please. She's fantastic. Just sort out the CGI for her. <laughs> uh, and it, But at the end of the day, I just found myself confused as to why they thought taking us through eight, and I've saved this bit for the final um, sort of my fi- closing case, which is apt in terms of this legal comedy. Um, I found it crazy that they took us through eight episodes of the series to basically then say in the finale, which was the ninth episode, yeah, haha, we were aware that the series was shit. So here's a joke yeah. about the writer's room and how we're just not doing what you, we took you down the path. Yeah. So I'm not saying they should have done the scene that they she broke just before she broke the fourth wall, I think that would have been shit. Yeah. With all them coming into that barn and fighting, I thought that would have been shit. Yeah. So, and I found it commendable that they'd done something new and groundbreaking in terms of fourth, smashing this fourth wall. But am I missing something, Connor? Or is that the joke that, ha-ha, this series was shit, we know that, so this is the joke in the ninth episode. The joke's on us. The joke is on us. So we were, everyone saying that the show is... So how do people defend the show yeah. when the show itself is aware that it was shit? It shit. Yeah. <laughs> do you get my yeah, point? It's exactly that. Yeah, you can't defend it because the writers have basically said, no, this show is if shit. If someone says to me it wasn't shit, I'll say, well, Marvel says it is. Yeah, so it must be. Yeah, the writers themselves have said it is. This is like the end of this, of this series. If I got this bit mid-series, mm-hmm. I'd be more happy, I think. But this is like a series a where... Finale. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Like, it, it worked as an episode, maybe? Yeah, but not a finale. Yeah. It's like you're watching a series and you're the finale episode and the big... I think what it is, it's Twilight. It's the end of Twilight. Oh, my God. This is what it is. It's all a dream or it's all a fault. That's uh, what it is. Connor's referencing Breaking Dawn Part 2, the iconic fight against the... Uh, the I can't remember the, the bloody people now, but Michael Sheen's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so it's... And, and it turns out to all be just a dream, and then it sort of wipes out that great battle scene we just got, and it sort of has a bit of a joke on the audience. Yeah. Because we, why did we just watch all that then? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The Valtori, thank you. That's, it, that, yeah. that's the people. Um, anyway... So, really good reference, yeah. that, Connor. God, I'll try again. Two weeks in a row, yes. you've been very good. Maybe it it's the Bud Light. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but anyway, let's end She-Hulk for now, because we, we've sort of we've had a little bit of a chat on it. I just want to ask you, Connor. Mm. We've had eight Disney Plus MCU shows. Um, have you had a little sort of play around with any rankings at all? I've had a little thing. I've got thinking yeah? now, yeah. So, I'm not going to ask you for a list, but I am going to ask you, where does She-Hulk sit? Let me think. So, I'm looking at one division at the top. One and two. I would say this is quite near to the bottom. Um, just right off a series, you've got Loki, WandaVision, uh, Moon, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, um, Hawkeye. I'd say about fifth or sixth. I think that's fair. Because Ms. Marvel goes bottom for me. Really? Okay. For sure. Okay. That goes bottom for me. Um, I quite enjoyed Hawkeye. Mm. And I think Hawkeye was 
more enjoyable than this. I I actually agree with you. Yeah, because action, action, action. Yeah. Uh, I am going to say this is second from bottom. I also agree, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Um, the reason I think She-Hulk trumps Miss Marvel is because I am giving it points for being different. Yeah. Whereas Miss Marvel, I don't think tried to be different. They just done a teen sort of light-hearted action Marvel formula, but had the worst villains in probably the MCU, and everyone agrees on that. Yeah. Um, and yes, she was charming. Um, Amir, I can't remember her name now. She's a brilliant young name. actress. Yeah. Um, and she was brilliant, just like Tatiana in this, but I commend She-Hulk for being going outside the box. Yeah. So I do tip it. So, yeah, for me, it's at the bottom, sort of seventh. Um, okay. And, yeah, Loki. Loki. So is Loki your favourite? Loki's my top. Yeah, we're going to yeah. do a, a bit, bit of an episode on this because I think it's going to be good talking about it. Loki is key. Yeah. And I think not only just because the actors, actors were brilliant in it, but it sort of fed into the higher power that is the MCU. Loki season two wrapped filming today. Ooh. Brilliant stuff. Yeah. That is leading into the Kang dynasty, which will lead into Fantastic Four, etc., and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and Ant-Man and Quantumania. So, yeah, I just like the fact that it links. But, um, yeah, I think that wraps us up for She-Hulk. Thank God for that. Thank God. Thank <laughs> okay. God uh, we are going to take a very right turn yeah. to Halloween ends. Oh. Um, I don't think this is going to take too long, but we are just going to have a little breakdown in terms of in the way we just done it, and we're going to have some fun with some parts. Um, because this is, regardless of whether you're a fan, Connor, how iconic is this? It's the most one of the most iconic horrors ever. I iconic films ever, mm-hmm. and iconic characters ever. And how about that score, huh? Oh, it is amazing. It is amazing. Um, so, it seems both critics and audiences are not happy with aspects of this movie either. Mm. Halloween Ends is on Rotten Tomatoes, 40% critic score, 57% audience. It was released in theatres on Friday and on Peacock. Thank you, because that meant we can watch it without going to the cinema. Uh, The movie opens in Haddonfield, Illinois on Halloween night in 2019, one year after the events of the 2018 Halloween movie and its sequel, Halloween Kills. A young man named Corey Cunningham, we'll talk about him in a second, yeah. shows up to a ba- to babysit a boy named Jeremy while Jeremy's parents are at a party. Jeremy is a real brat. He plays a mean trick on Corey by pretending to be in danger, luring him into the attic and locking Corey in. What a little shit was that boy. Oh, I've, I hate kids in cinema. I've, oh, I've said it a million it. times. What a little shit. When I'm watching TV, it's just really horrible to him. I was like, what is your problem? Calm down. Yeah. yeah. What is your issue? Calm down. You're mate. getting what you want. You're watching the Halloween yeah. stuff. I found him so infuriating. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm not saying I would I would have done what happened, <laughs> but let's just say I wasn't playing me violin. Uh, anyway, Corey, now trapped in the attic, begins to panic. When Jeremy won't let him out, he breaks down the door. The door breaks free, slams into Jeremy and clarts him off the stair banister, killing him. Jeremy's parents walk into the house just before he falls to his death. Corey is arrested, but ultimately let off. Yeah, I know. Without jail time. What happened there? What happened? I don't know. I need, someone needs to explain that. Because regardless of whether it was an accident or not, surely that goes down as manslaughter. Yeah. And who is the witness to say that it was an accident? Because the parents only saw the fall. Yeah. So, um, so basically, you had Corey going, I didn't, it was an accident. Yeah, and, and then, uh, please go, 
Okay, we'll get onto the police later because yeah. they're a shambles. We'll get onto the, the police. Yeah, I've got I've got that down. Connor's got to explain the ending yeah. for us. <laughs> but yeah, I, Joe, what? When I watched this opening scene, I clapped my hands when he fell because he fell and you see him fall and hit the floor. Yeah, and his neck went back and it's just horrible. It was gore. brutal, wasn't it? It was, was like, brutal. Get in. <laughs> got we deserve it, fucker. <laughs> Maybe next time you'll appreciate Corey a bit more. <laughs> anyway, so at this point, Connor, what what is what are you thinking? Obviously, you're aware of. I know you're not a massive Halloween um, fan, but what are you thinking at this point? Why is why is this story we're watching so important? Are you thinking that? Yeah, I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking that Michael Myers is going to come in. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Is that what kill everyone in the house or kill Corey? End of yeah, movie. End of film. <laughs> right. I, I, I thought, why are we watching this? This happen. What is the purpose 100% of this? agree. Yeah. And, and we find out, yeah. I guess. Uh, Laurie and her granddaughter, Alison, now live together, and Laurie helps Corey deal with some stereotypical American bullies. Yep. Uh, I laughed hard at the bit when she whips out the knife and is like, are you going to do it or me? What are you doing? Just have a petrol station. I know you've been through some shit, Laurie. Yeah. But they're just some bullies. Yeah. Um, and, and he even done the glass himself. <laughs> they didn't yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they were idiots and the, 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 the annoying, but I just found that really funny that, Jesus, she don't take long to get into it, does she, old Laurie? Maybe you are a cause of this. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Trouble maker. L- um, for some reason, Laurie sets up Corey with her granddaughter, Alison, who becomes quite intrigued by Corey, and they go out to a bar on a date and get drunk and dance. Uh, two things here, Connor. The red flag for Alison must should have been that intense dance song. <laughs> Immediately, you must leave. Yeah, on the floor. What are you doing, yeah. Corey? Also, why is Alison so infatuated with Corey? Yeah, there's not much explanation. I didn't film, get that. If if we are going to stop laughing just for a second about this movie and think of it as a review and and, and critics, we're we're now talking about the most important, second most important relationship in this movie, taking away Laurie and uh, Laurie and um, Michael Myers. We've now got Corey and Alison, who's very, their relationship is very important to this story. Mm. Why is Alison so infatuated with him? Yeah, because she, she seems like, obviously she's a Michael Myers survivor. Yes. Um, but she seems like she's got a life on track. She's a nurse. Yeah. She's, the I second she's, about that, yeah. yeah. The second she sees him, she's like infatuated with him. and She just wants him. I get what they're trying to say is because they have things in common because they've got dark history. Yeah. And maybe that's what... But, but like, he's a creep. Yeah. He's never once been charming to her or funny or, like, I don't really get why she's so intensely into him. Yeah. I didn't get that. I thought that was really stupid. Yeah, it's really... Uh, so, and also, Laurie needs to calm down. And I know you then figured out he's a bit of a naughty guy, but maybe stop <laughs> setting your granddaughter up with weirdos yeah, stay out of it stay out of it Laurie uh, anyway move out of Haddonfield what are you there for <laughs> why are you there leave. or even at Halloween time go away for a couple yeah, of weeks exactly yeah uh, bloody Haddonfield Corey walks home from the bar when they went on their date and gets jumped by those damn bloody bullies again they throw him over an overpass and happens to land near a drain pipe where Mr. Michael Myers <laughs> is manoeuvring and hiding out uh, Michael comes out and drags Corey into his hideout and is ready to kill him. But then Michael sees something in Corey's eyes. Mm. What happened there? Well, we all know that Michael Myers is like a, a super soldier. You can see people into people's minds, read minds. He can, he's a ninja as well. <laughs> he can just do everything. So obviously he sees a troubled boy. Yes. And a troubled past. And I suppose he relates. 
I suppose he sees himself so he, in he, Corey. So he had like he felt empathy for yeah. probably the first time. Yeah, he probably thought he's, he's got it tough. I think that's what I took from it. Yeah. But there's there's a there's that debate going around that's been going around. I think pretty much for the entire Halloween. I think there's been thirteen movies for yeah. forty years. I think is it anyway so. about that. Um, is he supernatural? I think he must be. But it's never, and even in this film, we don't get an answer. Yeah. But there's people are saying that he, it's either that he felt empathy, saw that he was like him and let Corey go because he knew he would be the one to take on his mask or et cetera. But there's also an argument that people say that he almost transferred a part of his evil into Corey in that moment. Yeah. And that's what broke Corey to do these horrendous things. Well, that would explain it because he goes off the rails. Fully off yeah. the rails now. Oh, by the way, spoilers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Massive spoilers. But don't worry, we don't care. So. Look, by the time this comes out, it's Tuesday. You've had all weekend. It's on Peacock. <laughs> time codes. There'll be time codes. Too late now. <laughs> There'll be time codes. Um, anyway, so... Sorry about that, everyone. Um, so, yeah. So, you're saying maybe mystical, but from that moment, you got that he was just feeling empathetic towards him. Yeah, that's what I took from it. He, I, he I can see himself in him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's thrown me a little bit. Anyway, might as well just carry on now. Yeah. Michael lets Corey go. As Corey runs away, he's confronted by an aggressive homeless man with a <laughs> knife. Why is he so aggressive? He's really, I don't know. He's really aggressive. Um, in this scuffle, Corey stabs and kills this man who had it fucking coming, if I'm honest. That this begins the start of Corey and the Michael team up. Meanwhile, <laughs> stop it! I can't read this if you're going to laugh. <laughs> Michael, no, sorry, Michael. Meanwhile, Laurie is glow- growing suspicious of Corey. She sees something in his eyes that reminds her of Michael. That weird window scene, which I did really like because that's a callback to what happened previously. Yeah, for it was all about that window, which Halloween Kills, which I don't think you watched. Nah. Very all about that window. Anyway, she suspects he is going down a dark path. Obviously, she's right. Corey also kills his own mother and radio DJ who was rude to him. (laughs) But Corey convinces Alison that Laurie wants him dead and persuades her to leave town with him. After a big fight with Laurie, Alison packs a bag to leave. One thing I want to say to you, Connor, we've got to stop here for a second. Mm. Why is everyone in the town so horrible? They're nasty. Because the DJ, you know what I mean? When he... Corey falls. That DJ comes out and goes, "Oh, you're right. Oh, it's you." Yeah, switches. If that happened in our hometown, it's horrible. What happened with Corey and the kid? Yeah. Would you start berating the guy as soon as you saw him? No, because if he if he is a psycho and he killed a kid and That's got away true. with it, That's then why would you provoke? I don't want to provoke. Yeah, him. just leave him alone. But yeah, just I just feel like I know the whole point was that the town is the reason Corey turned evil. I get, we get that. Yeah, we get that. But yeah, just it felt it felt well forced. Oh yeah, yeah, it felt really forced. This like why is everyone he comes across evil as fuck? Can I ask questions? Well, yes. Why have they all got little flick knives? Little flick pocket <laughs> knives? There's about seven of them. Literally, that's more London knives. Yeah. I don't get your guns out. Oh. But yeah, everyone seems to be tooled up with knives. I, to be fair, if Michael Myers is constantly wandering about, I guess you would be. Um, but yeah, I just I'd like to say again, thinking about more of a critic thing mm. that that aspect of the story felt really forced into why Corey was now turning evil because the town had forced him 
Um, but yeah, people need to chill in Haddonfield yeah, or whatever it was called. Calm down, bro. Chill. Also, why does he now no, no longer need glasses? Yes. As soon as them glasses are smashed and Michael does the eye thing, he's now got 20-20 vision. Maybe he is supernatural. Maybe he is. He must be. Okay, confirmed on the Weekly Cart podcast. Yeah. Um, we're coming to the end now. Corey then decides to head to the sewer and steal Michael Myers' mask. This scene right here was why I think fans are justified for what they've done to this iconic Michael Myers character. Yeah. Do you want to explain that? So he runs in and basically just batters Michael Myers. <laughs> So Corey, who has just discovered his little killing passion, goes in and absolutely batters Michael Myers. I don't get this, Connor, because we just saw Michael Myers lift up that woman and impale her with the knife. So he's strong. Yeah. He's back to where he is. So how did Corey do this? No, but he takes a mask. Easy. No qualms. In and out. In and out. (laughs) Within about 10 seconds. Yep. And it's, like you say, Michael Myers is about six foot seven. (laughs) Corey's not a big guy. No. And I know Michael Myers is old, but if he's supernatural... And also, we get people, if you're thinking... And we do understand. We know he's injured. He's missing fingers. He was burned at the end of Halloween Kills. He was. That's the whole point, I think, is that he was battered in Halloween Kills, so he's struggling a bit. But we just saw him, before this scene, be really strong. So I don't... Yeah. That didn't fit for me. Again, I thought it was really... I thought it was quite poor to the character that is Michael Myers. It was quite embarrassing, I felt. Yeah. Um, so I just thought... I'd, Ask Connor what he thought there. <laughs> uh, distraught, Laurie calls 911 to report her own suicide. She points a gun to her head. The camera cuts away and we hear a shot fired. But it turns out Laurie shot a pumpkin. Corey, thinking Laurie is dead, steps out of his hiding place wearing Michael Myers' mask. That was exactly Laurie's plan. Laurie and Corey fight. Laurie is not aiming to kill and offers get to get Corey help. But Corey insists that if he can't have Allison, then no one can. Then he sticks the knife into his own throat. Uh, at this point, Connor, we still have got not, no Michael. <laughs> no, he's still not here. Still not about. Yes, you're watching Halloween, but no <laughs> Michael Myers. What did you think of this scene? That, that sort of twist? I quite liked it. Did you see it coming? Didn't see it coming. I thought she was going to kill herself. Yeah, so did I. I thought she was going to shoot herself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't expect... I expected Corey to try and kill her and now have a little ruckus. Because I thought from the trailers, you see Michael and Laurie fighting. Obviously, yeah, obviously before the film, you think that's Laurie and Michael. But as this story is panning out, you think, you think that was Corey. It's yeah. Corey, yeah, yeah. But then he tops himself. Um, see you later. Well, I mean, he must be supernatural as well because... He still isn't dead. He's at still that. not dead at that point. <laughs> I don't know what's going on at this point. Power of the mask. Yeah. Power of the mask. Uh, Michael finally shows up for the long-awaited final showdown between Laurie and Michael. He sort of finishes Corey off. Does that give him the boost he needs? Because he seems, to me, he seems back to his fighting best when he's fighting Laurie. Yeah, he did. Um, So did this fight give the send-off it deserved? Um, What are you thinking? No. (laughs) Not one bit. Do you know what we didn't see? We didn't see the classic Michael Myers walk with someone running away and Michael Myers walking after him and catching him. Yeah. Didn't see that. Um, I thought the fight was too contained. I, I'd like to have seen a bit more jump scare, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. A bit of hiding. I know Laurie's like, I've got to face him now. Yeah. But give us a bit. Yeah. Christ's sake, it was just too... I'm, too t- I'm torn. I, I sort of... I think I liked this scene. Um... There's a bit, you'll probably remember it in a second. I quite liked what they'd done. So I'm I'm going to defend you, Halloween Ends. You deserve this. No, you do, don't. Do you they? Don't, yeah. You don't deserve it. I don't. Uh, I liked the bit. Do you remember when he picks up the knife from Corey 
she just before that moment she's like i know like he's here yeah i know he's here and she wants him there because she wants this to bloody end yeah and i like how she walked across michael yeah that's what michael does people not looking behind the cameras behind and you see michael walk across or something like that yeah i really liked that laurie just casually really i've got goosebumps thinking about she she walks across the camera as if she's hunting michael yeah do you get i mean i did i did really like that spin um i found it quite tense at time when the the sort of the little blind was banging on the window and and michael was like looked at her and then the fight itself, I quite liked the, the, you know, the tense bit of the garbage disposal, forcing her hand down, and then ultimately she impows him onto the um, table with with knives. But it was quite contained. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there was points where Laura got a head smash through a window, and was fine, not knocked out or unconscious or dazed, smashed on the cabinet, smashed on the fridge. I mean, she's not supernatural. <laughs> she's just a lady. She's like a fifty-five year old. <laughs> she should be knocked out. Yeah, but yeah, it's just a. But that's a, that's the franchise. You can't yeah. knock that. But, it's Laurie versus Michael. We yeah. get that. Yeah. But I think maybe there were some cool scenes, but it was just a bit too contained, a bit too easy of a finish. I think. Agreed. Uh, so, lastly, Connor, did this? I think I know the answer, but did this work for you as an end? Absolutely not. As a mid film of a franchise, perfect. Obviously, don't yeah. die at the end. Yeah. Um, perfect. Not as an end. Not as a send off to. This uh, iconic. iconic character ever. No way. I, th- I ain't going to say any... I'm not going to bore any, anyone with any more than that. I think Connor's bang on. I've, I put on our Twitter that we just got out of... Out, we're going to go and... Look. Um, just put on our Twitter that we got out of watching Halloween Ends. We found it really surprising. They introduced a new character and took the focus away from Michael Myers. Found that really strange for, as Connor just said, an end to this iconic franchise. So I'm going to ask you one last question and then we're moving on to our famous segments of what's on our screens and scraps to end the show. Connor, how many bloody knives out of five are you giving this movie? Oh, it's getting two knives. Two knives out of five. Are they bloody? So one is. <laughs> the other one's not. The other one's bone dry. <laughs> so we've got one bone dry knife and one and one absolutely bloody knife. I think I'm with Connor. Jokes aside, I think this is a two. Yeah. Um, I just think... It was a, a poor end to this iconic franchise, and they will reboot it in in God probably in like two years time. Yeah, but we'll see how they handle that. I have no idea where they go with this. No, just leave it. Yeah, just leave it. Maybe leave it for like ten years or something. Yeah, they won't listen to us. They'll do it again. <laughs> uh, anyway, that sort of wraps us up on our breakdown of Halloween ends. Yeah. Um. Do you? It, lastly, I so said we always end here. Is it a recommended watch? I would say. And tell me if you agree or disagree. I think recommended watch if you're a fan of the franchise because you have to watch it. Yep. If you're not and you're like us, that we're not massive fans, but we've got a podcast to be able to talk about it. No. No, leave it. Leave it. I wouldn't watch it. Just leave it. It's not worth it. Not worth your time. Save two hours. <laughs> go do something else. Make a cake or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, go watch House of the Dragon. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that, that brings us to an end. We're now going to move on to what's on our screens. Tell me! Oh, yeah. Uh, what's on your screen, Connor Thomas? Uh, so what? Again, not a lot. The usual. Busy boy. Yeah. yeah. I'm back in the office now. So yeah. It's tough. <laughs> I've watched them. Um, I'm watching House of the Dragon tonight. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet. Are you as well? I'm here as soon as I get home watching Excellent. that. I've heard good things. Yeah, same. Um, She-Hulk, obviously, I watched. Uh, Halloween, I watched. I watched Hocus Pocus. Oh, one. Oh, one. In right. Preparation for two. Right. So what? I really love that film. 
I love that film. <laughs> you, I remember you saying that before that you really yeah, like it. It's so funny. Not a bit of me, but um, I want to know if this one's good though, because yeah. I love legacy sequels sort of type things. So I want to see if this one's good. So please yeah. put it on your screens. I'll let you know. And what else I watch? I think that's it. I haven't, I haven't started Dharma yet. I'm, okay. sure, I'm just quite lazy. It's just You're starting the series. Person. Yeah, I'm a lazy watcher. Any more of Andor? No. Okay, that will bring me on to mine then, mm. because Andor gave us the. I would say, I would say the best Star Wars project type thing. This episode six of Andor was the best thing in Star Wars I've ever seen. Oh, and I'm being genuinely serious, Connor. Cool, that's big. It was sensational from a filmmaking aspect. I cannot, there was no jokes. It was just from start to finish, just pure suspense. Yeah. It visually looked incredible. Uh, I have no, I ain't got much, I can't praise that episode highly enough. I thought, I couldn't believe it when I watched it. Um, I found the fi- first five episodes quite slow. The first three were really good. And then the fourth and fifth were quite slow. But anyway, episode six, Connor, just that series. It's a rebellion mission undercover sort of thing fantastic i thought it was absolutely incredible anyway uh mandalorian obviously i still love but i just wanted to mention that uh rings of power finale oh yeah as a series disappointed i can't lie yeah gave us one of the best episodes um in in terms i think it was was episode six i think it was episode six as well maybe anyway um yeah in in terms of that that battle between the, the sort of the orcs and the elves but yeah it's a bit a little bit disappointing but it has set up nicely for a season two and it felt like they sort of made that the priority setting it up rather than finishing off a good series yeah uh, and then welcome to Wrexham have you not watched this I've watched a few I've watched quite a few episodes okay. I haven't got long left to go oh really okay I've, I've session them on the plane I've right. watched yeah. about seven or eight do you like it I do like so it so good yeah, it's really good um, they, just for anyone that don't know they they have been filming this year have they so yeah season two's confirmed oh, okay um, so that's becoming hopefully they get it'd be nice if they get promoted because yeah. it'd just be so good but I find myself looking at Wrexham results I do now um yeah outstanding uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McInerney brilliant uh, that is me for screens yeah scraps scraps bunch of scraps fresh uh, Connor what you got uh, I think I've only got one little scrappy do let me just get it up um, just about the crown uh, so the crown season 5 the first trailer releases on Thursday ooh now it's, there's a bit a lot of criticism against this hence the ooh yeah I think maybe because the queen just died yep got rest of soul um, but yeah, a lot of criticism against like how King Charles is portrayed, and obviously Diana's in it, yep. the young kids that like, Harry and William are in it young. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting. I fell off this a long time ago. Yeah, I only I think I only watched season one. Yeah. Um, but hearing you say that, I am excited for this because not not to uh, maybe I will watch it. I don't know, but I do really want to see this trailer and and see what the reaction is. Yeah. Because I think people are also a little bit pissed off that it's come that they paused for one day filming. Yes, yeah. In when, honor of the Queen, and then that was it. It was sort of like, how do they pause for? Yeah, true. Yeah, get, get on with true, it. True, exactly yeah. that. Um, so is is that your screen? That's my scra- uh, scraps. Sorry, scraps. Okay, yeah. I've only got two scraps. Marvel Zombies will be a four episode R rated mature theme. Excellent. Can't wait for that. Yep. Really enjoyed. I think it was episode four in What If. Fantastic. Um, Gangs of New York TV series is in the works. Martin Scorsese set to exec produce Ooh. and direct the first two episodes. Have you watched Gangs of New York? Uh, a long, 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 long time, time ago, ago for me as well. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll watch that for for this then series. But I mean, put Martin Scorsese on it. I'm probably going to 
be interested. I'm at drawn least. already. Yeah, drawn. Yep. Um, that's us in terms of scraps. That's us in terms of the show. Yeah. Nice little... Well, it's actually turned out to be an hour, so let yeah. me wrap this up as quick as I can. Um, so next week, it's a powerhouse episode. We've got Black Adam. We've got House of the Dragon finale. What a phenomenal series. It's going to boot off. None of the, epi- the episode has not gone out to screeners, so that's how you know there's going to be big twists and turns. Yeah. Cannot wait. Um, follow us on at Weekly Cut Twitter. Tell your friends. Leave a podcast review for us on your podcast app. It would be fucking great if you could. It means so much to us. It does. Uh, and I'm Bradley, so goodbye from me. Yep. And thanks for having us in your ears. <laughs>